Well, hello, runners. Welcome to the I Run Things podcast, the podcast for the everyday runner in search for that extra bit of motivation to get out there. My name is Susie, and I am your host. Today, I bring you Yanis Christodoulos, the European and national aquathlon champion, Great Britain aquathlon team captain. And who will be representing Great Britain in the 2020 European Triathlon Championships? In this interview, we chat about how to focus on your weaknesses to improve your performance and how to train by heart rate. For more inspiration and interviews with other running personalities like Yanis, don't forget to visit our other social media platforms. The links will be in the show notes. Without further ado, let's listen to Yanis's interview. Hi, Yanis. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks yourself. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for taking my invite to do this interview. I am so very I, excited to have you. Thanks for having me on the channel. Yeah, because um, to me, you are, not that the rest of us are not athletes, but to me, you truly are a professional at this. You have won many awards. You have competed for Great Britain. And I wanted you to take it from here, to introduce yourself for people who may be watching this who, who are not familiar with who Yanis is. Okay. Well, thanks for the introduction. So um, I'll start from the beginning, really. So, yes. um, so I, I'm, I'm 36 years old and I started in 2012. Now, I was, um, I was at home watching the uh, London Olympics um, in 2012. And um, I just remember turning on the TV, just like when you do when you watch the Olympics, a lot of people get hooked to stuff. So I had no no background in sport. Um, I used to play five-a-side football with friends. Um, not very good at it. And um, just for a kick about once a week. So I, I did no running. Um, I couldn't swim. So um, I remember watching the Olympics, being inspired. And I, I remember what, uh, watching the triathlon and thought, wow, this was amazing. And that you saw the two the British brothers that were quite inspiring. They came first and third in that race. And um, it got me thinking. Um, so I did, I did um, about two months before, I did a charity run for um, a Sport Relief 5K run. I didn't train for it. Um, I hated it. Um, and I didn't enjoy it. Um, uh, yeah. And, um, not I, a good I, start. <laughs> not a good start, no. So um, I had a, uh, one of my best, uh, well, my best friend um, said to me, he just recently started a, uh, well, he, start, he did a 10K in, in July. So about a month before, he goes, oh, I sprinted it. Um, he goes, oh, let's think about joining the club. So um, I said, oh, I don't know. But I got inspired by Olympics. So I remember seeing like, think, people like Mo Farah and stuff. And I thought, well, maybe I need to do something because um, I'm in my late 20s and I'm not, I'm not fit. I, I'm, I really struggle. After playing football, it took me about four or five days to recover. So I needed to really... Um, you know, get get fit and do something. So I we started running and joined um, a local running club, which now I'm the head coach um, of them. So I um so I did we did that, and um, I remember in the December of that year I bought a um, 
a cheap second-hand bike. I also started swimming and couldn't swim. Um, so yeah, so I, I never expected to um, get as as far as I did. So um, I started running. I got I got better. I, I got better the more I started running. I um I, I I couldn't swim. I remember turning up on I think it was January 2013 to a, a local. Um, leisure centre that did a triathlon class and I thought well I want to train for a triathlon and I did it and I, and she, she said to me um, she said come here she said, what's, I said what's wrong she said why are you wearing goggles I said because I, I don't want to get my my, my well it's, you've got to wear it swimming I don't want my eyes getting wet <laughs> and she said she said to me but you're not putting your head in it you're just doing that like a doggy paddle sort of thing um, so I couldn't I couldn't swim um, so she told me that, <laughs> yeah, so she told me the technique, um, with running wise as well, um, I started doing it, uh, so I started, so 2013, started running properly, um, I quit football because, uh, well I was only doing it once a week because I was getting, started getting injuries and then started getting a lot of injuries from running, because um, I did too much too soon, I was going too hard all the time, um, and I had some serious injuries, uh, I did a triathlon in, two thousand. well, uh, in 2013, I was awful at it. Um, I also <laughs> turned up injured, and Aww. because I never had an injury before, I didn't know. And that was started my injuries. Um, I carried on with it. I actually ripped my calf. Someone it felt like someone got the back of it and did that a mile into the run, but it was hurting a week, and I, I sort of limped back. Um, that took me six months to recover, and then I came back, and it just kept coming and uh, kept reoccurring. Um, and then I started learn, learning a bit more about how to run um going easy and stuff and i got a bit more i got i got a lot better and then i um i got injured again i, I did my achilles and i nearly gave up i thought well, what's the point like i'm not getting anywhere and um i just was motivated to just get better i never thought i'd be representing great britain so cut a long story short um 2015 was a lot better um i, I was a good swimmer i stopped the bike in 2013 after that race I stopped um, training because I was convinced that provided my injuries so I was always scared to go back into triathlon and I wasn't very good at it at the time um, so I decided <laughs> yeah I decided to go swim, doing swimming um, I really enjoyed swimming and um, we came back from our honeymoon and the first day um, the, the same day we came back there was an aquathlon and I thought I'm gonna give it a go see what it's like um, made loads of mistakes. Um, I came fifth. Um, I remember. This wow, that's place. really good. It was a local one. It was about, I think it was about uh, 50, 60 people. So I was quite happy to come fifth. It's, it's really good anyway. I mean, 56, 50 people. It's. Thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, I you're doing... like a top 10 percentile, right? I'm not doing the math wrong. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, high I, up I, there. Yeah. I was really happy. Um, I mean, it was my first ever like open water swim. Um, I mean, I didn't wear a wetsuit because I, I, um, I was too scared to wear one, although I did have a, a cheap one. And um, I, I, I remember doing my, um, uh, my laces up about five, six times during the run. So I lost a lot of time. And it wasn't until afterwards um, when I finished, one of the guys said, oh, you did really well on your first time. He said, do you realise for your age group, you're two seconds away from the qualifying time? So the qualifying for the aquaphones changed quite a bit from when I did it. But at the time, you had to get a certain time. And um, I was like, oh, really? So I, so I then focused on it. So I started um, training more. And then in September that year, um, I, uh, I was two and a half minutes quicker and I qualified for the team. So I was over That's the moon. That's so awesome. It's giving me the chills right now. 
2016 came along. I qualified. I was in um, for the GB team in my age group, and I was competing at Chateaux in France in oh, I think it was June or July, and. Um, I, I thought, oh, better take it seriously. So I looked for a, um, a swimming coach um, because at the same time I became a running coach, um, a level two running coach. So I, I developed very well in running and I've been in various studies. So I knew how to, to train slow, to get faster. Um, I had all the, the, the masks done, everything. So I knew, I knew, how, um, yeah, I knew how to run. Um, so swimming was always a weak point and um, I got a, a swimming coach. And I turned up two weeks before, I turned up to, um, I think it was June, um, turned up to national championships, my first ever big race, massive race. It's part of the World Triathlon Series in Leeds. Um, so you had all the triathletes there. And I was a nervous wreck, absolutely nervous. Turned up the start line and the race went off. As soon as I went off, someone, um, obviously accidentally, the start, someone knocked off my goggles, went flying. Um, I managed to catch them and put them on. I, I learned from this though, to put my hat over top of my goggles. Um, it's a little tip for people. And I got onto the run and I felt really good in the run. And um, when I finished the race, I didn't realize that I'd finished third. So I got a bronze medal on my debut national championship. So I was, I was over the moon. Um, two weeks later, I turned up to the, um, the European Championships. Um, so I've qualified as well because I was in the top three. I qualified for the world championships in Mexico later on that year. Um, so I turned up to this race, um, European championships, full of cold. Well, I was just getting over cold. Um, my expectation was just not to come last. I wanted to enjoy it and not to come last in my age group. And that was all I wanted to do. I didn't I have no, no other expectation. Never, never expected. I thought I was, I was, I was lucky to get in and uh, the race started, um, Swim went really well. Well, I thought it went really well. And obviously, with with Craftlons, you played a lot of mind games because it comes out of transition, and I'm looking in transition, and everybody in my age group has gone. They've come out, so I was last in the swim. So that panicked. So I thought, well, I don't want to come last. So I started going for it, and then I, I remember it was two lap course, and I had a really good run. And I remember, um, I memorised some of the athletes, and. Um, there was two guys, one uh, from Slovakia and a Great Britain guy. They were next to each other, battling each other for the for a place. And I thought, as 400 metres to go, this has got to be a podium place. And I thought, what do I do? And I just, I thought, right, I'm going to grip my grip my hands, my fists, grip my teeth, and just go for it. If I collapse, I collapse. Just see what happens. And I got to finish line. There's loads of photos and there's videos of me looking back to see. And I couldn't believe it when I actually got found out I came third. And I I got two bronze medals in in the space of two weeks. I was over the moon. Really, um, oh wow! It, it was a big shock. Um, it was an amazing feeling. And um, but then yeah. also it set me up. It sort of set me up for a higher standard, which also can play a negative. So I, um, that year I did really well. I got in a lot. Of, um, I, I, um, I, I placed a lot of races, so I was really happy with that. And um, I, I turned up to the uh, uh, World Championships. I won't go into it because it's a long story. Like um, everything went wrong um, from like oh. we were in mainland. Yeah, I cut a long story short. We were in mainland, and they um, they uh, mainland Mexico, and we were told we can get a boat along to the island Cozumel because it was cheaper. It was better there. Um, and in the morning, the race seven in the morning, there was no boat, so we had to get. A, I panicked. I stressed. Um, right. I managed to find the hotel, but I was just the race was disaster. Um, the heat was 
unbearable and I came 28th um, and it's an amazing achievement. Um, so for me, it was a bit disappointed after what had happened and I thought, well, what do I do? I've got to improve myself. Um, 2017, um, so I already qualified for Europeans, which was in Bratislava, at the Nationals. So I just go for my big races um, and um, I also qualified for the World Championships in Penticton, Canada. Um, so I not so up, hot because <laughs> Canada is never well, too well, hot. It, it was really hot while we were there, but not on race day. Okay, okay, but yeah. it's not Mexico. <laughs> no, 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 it's not a Mexico. Hot day, a hot day in Canada is not a hot day in Mexico. <laughs> no. So um, I turned up to uh, Bratislava for the European Championship. Unfortunately, I picked up a calf injury um, about three weeks before. First time in years I had a calf injury and. Uh, touch wood I've not had an injury since um, so I had no expectations um, I came ninth I was really happy I mean it's always a privilege to, to represent your national team and um, right yeah I, I was really happy um, and uh, yeah I aimed for podium but obviously I've got an injury before and anyway and then I turned up to the national championships again if I got on the podium I'd be happy I wasn't I wasn't over um like over fast and um, I came second and I was over the moon so I thought well actually I'm, <laughs> I must be really good at this so I've got to do some something and then um, I turned up to the uh, uh, world championships and I got selected as a team captain for the whole entire triathlon team and there was about 68 athletes so that was a really huge honour for me and um, really privileged that they actually selected me and um, like I was a mentor for people and I had to arrange uh, swim recce's run recce's and I, I I was really proud of this as well like the night before race I managed to get uh, 48 of the athletes um, in a whole in a restaurant with their families um, the night before race so that was something I was really proud of um, and yeah I was really happy um, I was hoping for top 10 finish um, I came seventh it was probably my best one of my best performance I was really happy um, yeah over the moon um, yeah so did that 2018 I was hope um, wanted um, stronger uh, what, what I was aiming for well to be better stronger so um, I turned up to the uh, world championships in Denmark because I qualified for that so if you um, with the age group stuff if you pre um, to pre-qualify you have to come in a top 10 um, in the Europeans to qualify for Europeans and top 10 for the uh, world championships um, but you have to be the first three British because there's a lot of British people that do it. So you have to be within the first three British to get in. So I, I, I was always in the first three. Turned up to 2018. I learned a lot of things for the last couple of years. Not to panic. Um, control what you can control. So anything else, just, just I learned a lot from Mexico. Just um, let it go. So um, turned up, I had an upset stomach um, on, the, on race day. Um, I did not worry about it. Um, and I finished ninth, but that was probably the biggest field um, in the in in that in my age group. I think there were something like sixty athletes. Um, wow, that's in that a race. lot of people. Um, yeah, it, I mean, the race was uh, swimming. I got really good at swimming. So what I did with my swimming, I um, got, unfortunately got rid of one of my coaches beforehand because he. Um, I wasn't improving, and I kept saying to him at Bratislava, "Why am I not improving?" Um, oh, you haven't peaked yet, you haven't peaked yet. So um didn't really help me. So I, I worked with a guy called John Wood, who's um, a fantastic coach. And he works with um, a lady, because he, he's quite far away from where I am, but he does all my sessions. And I work with a lady down here, and I go 
when when it's not COVID, we swim on a Thursday, uh, sorry, Wednesday night, and she is brutal, but she's really good. She completely changed <laughs> my throat. I mean, I turned up for a, tester, a taster session in 2016, and she said to me in the pool, she said to me, you're not worthy to be in this pool. Go in the baby pool, you need to start sculling, she said. And I was a good swimmer then. So she, um, she, yeah, she, 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 and I like that because she completely changed my, um, uh, my technique as well. And it's all about technique swimming. So turn up to the race, the, the race is full of jellyfish. Um, a lot of athletes being put off by it. I just got in, I had the best swim ever and, and had a really good run. I finished ninth, was really happy with it. And, um, cause it's the world championship. So I, I, was, right. happy, I was happy with it. Um, so I was good performance. Um, a week later, I had to come back and I had to do national championships. A lot of the athletes struggled with this. Um, I thought I struggled, but when I finished across the line, uh, well, I didn't know actually. They didn't tell us when we crossed the line what position we'd finished. So we didn't know. We had to wait around for ages. And they were going through all the different age groups. And my um, people I know, my friends, they were like not placing. So I was like, oh, I haven't placed. And they called out third in my age group. They called out second. And I, I turned around and said to my wife, no, we need to go. I haven't done it. And they called my name out and I won the national championship. I was over, I was over the moon. Um, oh really God. happy about it. So I, I was really happy. Um, also that year, 2018, I decided to get back on the bike. Only just doing a brief bike um, sessions. And I did a triathlon at the end of the year. Um, well, towards the end of the year, September. And um, if I'd been a bit brave on the bike, I probably would have won. I came second. Um, I was seventh coming in off the bike. Bikes are really uh, a weak point for me. Running, um, see, I find with triathlon because I come back from I come from a running background. Um, I seem to pick up. I'm normally one of the fastest runners there, so um, that's I, I like to try and go for that. And so I just remember catching and catching and catching. I caught second, and then I was catching first, but I ran out of um, road. But yeah, I was really ha I was well, I was really happy. So uh, that sort of said to me that. 2019 be the last year of a craftlons and I would um, work more on triathlons and try and see what I could do in triathlon. And my deep down goal was it's a lot harder to get into the uh, triathlon team, GB triathlon team. So I wanted to try and qualify for that, just see if I can do it. And um, yeah, and in October that year, it was quite late. We had the European Championships and I it was in Ibiza. I came 18th. I was, I was, I, I deep, I'm not going to lie to you, deep down I was aiming for podium. Um, I learned from that. Uh, uh, there's loads of things that went wrong that I've learned from my mistakes and I was determined to try and improve it for next year. Um, I was in the best shape of my life, so I don't know why things just went wrong and it's just, yeah, just what, how it happens. So 2019 was probably my best year. Um, well, they're all really good years, but 2019 was my, my best year. Um, I sort of like saying goodbye to the aquathlons, um, and I was trying to um, move into more triathlons. So I was training more on the bike, um, spending more time on the bike. Um, and I, for me, I always work on my weaknesses. So whatever I'm weak at, I will spend more time. And that's what you should do. Like. Um, if you're weak at say running long runs, you spend more time in long runs. Um, you, if you want to do a marathon, you train more for a marathon and spend time on 5K. So um, I spend more time on the bike and um, started dropping the runs a little bit and dropping the swims down to find the right balance. So I needed to improve. Um, I had a bike coach um, who now does my running as well, uh, Mark Shepherd, uh, fantastic guy. He's, he's like um, he's 
he's, he's a good friend. Well, he's, he's like um, a family member to me. Um, it's always there, everything. Um, he's very critical, but I, as again, as I said before, I like people being critical, and that's the way I learn. Um, so I turned 2019, um, started off triathlons. Um, so the national uh, sprint triathlon championships, I had that for, um, and it was a qualifier. Um, it was only my only attempt to qualify because the others they all clashed. Um, so I had that in September. So the first race I had was quite early was Ponte Dreva, the World Championships, uh, World of Craft Form Championships. Now I knew I'd improve. My swimming had got le- a lot better. Um, so I aimed I aimed for top ten. I told people top ten, but secretly I wanted to sneak into the top five. And I had a really good um, the swim um, came. I, I managed to get near the mid pack and I was get catching them. The run, I had a really good run. Um, I finished seventh and, um, sorry, eighth. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I finished sixth in Canada and I finished seventh in, so I'm trying to remember, I finished seventh in, in that world championships, which um, was a good place. And again, there was a lot more athletes because um, in Canada there wasn't that many. So I was really happy. First British guy for the first time as well. Um, and I wasn't far off. Um, a podium place so I was I was really happy and that set me up for the season I, and then I started focusing on triathlons and the triathlons started um, started doing really well and um, started placing and winning I won my first triathlon um, and I thought I'd gone wrong in that race I thought well I thought I'd gone the wrong way on the bike um, come on the run and overtook the leader yeah really happy with that and then I had the um, national sprint triathlon championships and um, I, I, I did it, and I came 11th in my age group, something like 200 in my age group. Um, I was I was really happy. I, I I didn't I didn't expect to do that well and be that competitive, um, be that competitive. Now it did chuck it down with rain, which was a bit a bit of a problem because um, I'm not very good on the bike. Um, uh, so yeah, so I wasn't very good on the bike. So so I was a bit scared, and I eased off. And I therefore missed out qualifying for GB uh, by the European triathlon team by 0.01% um, of the time. So, but I knew if someone dropped out, I would get a roll down place. So this first attempt, I was, re- I was really happy with it. Um, and looking at my data, the, the bike, I was, I was, out in the lead pack to swim because triathlon is different to crap on them. So I was out with out the lead pack to swim, and I was the fastest runner, uh, well, second fastest runner in my um, in my race. But the bike, I was something like thirtieth. So you can see the difference. Um, so I knew. So yes, I knew. So I knew I had to work on the bike for the following year. But it was getting better. I mean, it doesn't come overnight. It takes a long time. And yeah, I did really well in triathlons. Um, I was really happy with it and. Um, the bike was improving um, and then I turned up to uh, went in July last year so yeah a few days ago this time last year went to Romania best shape of my life for the European Craftform Championship um, I'm not gonna lie to you I looked at the start list and I was like I think I could win this or I can definitely get in the podium and I set my hearts on it um, turned uh, a few days before the race, uh, well, about four or five days for the race, I was doing a run and I felt something going on my foot. My foot, never had any foot problem. I was limping for two days. 
and I went up to, I rested, I went to my physio um, the day before I was going out and I said to him, I'm in a lot of pain here. So he did his prodding and stuff, said, I can't find nothing wrong. You're not going out or anything. I don't know what's wrong with it, but it's not a stress fracture. He said, go for a run, come back and we'll scan it afterwards. He said, I was going to have to pull you out. So he said, but I don't think there's anything wrong. Came back from the run. I said to him, you just saying that made me feel better. I said, it hasn't got any worse. And he's, they scanned it up and they said, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I turned up to that start line and it was still painful. I did not feel it in the race. I, I um, came out of the swim. Um, I realised there were still some people in the transit, still some people in transition. So I thought I'd done really well. Um, the problem is that the course was quite technical. It was four lap course in the run. And my um, wife didn't know what position I was. So she was telling me I was fourth. But I was convinced because I, I knew I was right with other guys that, um, from other age groups. I was up near them and I knew they were quite fast. And when I crossed the line, they told me I'd, um, the commentator said I'd won. And I was just, I couldn't, I, I'm still really happy. But the best thing ever. I was, so, I was over the moon with it. Um, and uh, the pain had gone on the foot. So, <laughs> so mind games, it's all about mind games. Um, and then um, I turned, and then I had the national championships a few weeks, uh, no, um, a couple months later. I wanted to defend it. I wasn't going to um, compete again this year um, in that race. Um, so it's national craftsman championships. And again, things went wrong, but I don't panic. Fire alarm went off at 12 o'clock in the morning and I did not sleep. I did not sleep. I had to be up for half five. Um, I slept for about an hour. Um, I was still walking up the hotel ground I woke up and was walking well I was walking around the hotel grounds at half past three in the morning just to try and get some fresh air to go to sleep it worked but it was too late I woke, um, turned up really um, tired one of the athletes said to me it's not what you want to hear he goes you look absolutely shattered I said yeah I said, didn't did that fire alarm not wake you up he said well it was our room that went off he said but we went back to sleep so I was like oh thanks he was apologetic He's a friend, and I. Um, but I said, I said to him, "It's not your fault." Um, turn up to the race, uh, really tired. Um, had, swim. I I clocked a few people as I come out. They were a bit far in front of me, so I thought I'll give it my good go. And then I realised that the guy I overtook at the European Championships was there. And um, to be honest, I about a k to go. I stayed with him next to him, and I thought, "What do I do? I've got nothing left in me." So I just thought I'd, I'd pull away a little bit and see. And I pulled away. And then about 200 metres round, I looked and he wasn't there. And I just came back and I was celebrating. This photo was of me celebrating. And I was really happy because I, I did a double. And um, yeah, I was really happy. And yeah, and then I was, I found out in December, I got my place for the European Triathlon uh, Championship. So I got in, but that's been now cancelled because of COVID for next year. Um, yeah, so in regards to training, just to say how I trained for this year, um, I spent more time on the bike. So I've dropped a swim session. I've, um, I've eased the running off and I'm spending five to six bike sessions and I've seen an improvement. Have you ever talked about this in your YouTube channel? Have you told your full story or not? Um, I did a mini series, but um, I, I but not said, in a whole, not, no, not, no, not in the same so video. Yeah, um, but it, there's, a, there's a lot I can um, say, but there's a lot I've missed out. I can go on forever. Right, right. So. You, you mentioned having different coaches for every sport. Yeah. Although now you have for the bike and for running, you have the same one. Do they talk to each other? Like, do they share data on how you're doing? 
Well, see, I always say with triathlon, see, I always say, don't, um, my opinion is, don't, if you're looking for a coach, don't just go to a triathlon coach, say, oh, a triathlon, because they, they, to be honest, they might not specialise on all the areas. They might just specialise in one area. So I always think it's best to go to a running coach, a, um, a cycling coach, a swim coach separately. That's the way I, 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 I that's the way I work, um, because that they get the best out of you. Um, so my, um, my coach, um, Mark Shepherd, he he basically organises my diary now. So he, he gives me a two week plan, and he um he knows what days I can do what and what days I do. So he he um, trusts me as being a running coach. He trusts me what I say. So he'll say to me, for example, um, uh, he he's seen all my plans, my previous plans. But he'll say to me, so Monday, for example, I'll do a swim. Um, and I'll do a gym session. Um, so my strength coach works with um, my swim co coaches, okay. um, and he also knows my races, um, and he will structure them. So we go through like cycles. So everyone does cycles, so we go through cycles. Um, but what Mark is critical of me for is that, for example, if I'm doing on a Thursday, I'm doing a, he's telling me to do a zone two bike session, so I'm doing say 90 minutes bike session. He will not. He will make sure I, I must stay to a zone two swim session or, or run session. So whatever he says. So, um, so for example, my so on a Sunday I do a lot of my bulk of my training because it's my day off from work, and um, so I do this around my work. So I have to fit all my training around. Um, so I do say for example I do like a a 90 minute bike ride zone two, a 90 minute run zone two. And then I'll do in the evening, I'll do a swim um, and it'll be easy again, well, easy or steady, zone two. Um, so, yeah, so Wednesday, uh, for example, we'll do a sweet spot session with um, uh, with uh, cycling and I can go hard on the swim session then. So, so you can see how it works sort of thing. So, right. um, so mainly when I say hard, swimming... Um, a lot of it is drill work for me, so um, I do do some hard sessions, but I go hard on hard days and easy on easy days, um, and that's I think where a lot of people make a mistake. They go in between. So um, I, I, at the moment, I'm training one hard day a week. Um, when everything goes back to normal, it'll be two hard days a week, and that's it. And the rest is really easy. Right, right. So how many hours do you train combined? Are you like at 15 hours a week? Yeah, I'd, um, so roughly about 15 to 18 hours, roughly um, a week. I, I would love to do more, um, right. <laughs> but, but, but I can't. And also think I'm on my max as well. I think I could risk injuries if I um, do too much. Right. So how do you fuel? Fuel, okay. What um, do you eat to be able to perform at this level, I'm, do you, I, I can only imagine you have your food, like really you think about what you're putting in your body. Yeah, well, um, yeah, so I do have a fairly strict diet. I mean, um, coming from a um, Greek family, um, we, we, we have healthy diets. So um, a lot of right. it is quite, a lot <laughs> I'm of from it, Spain, so the, the diet oh, okay. is, is oh, similar. So, yeah, so Lots of olive tomatoes. oil, yeah, tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, so, so very similar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, so so obviously diet mate, is a, is so important. Um, 
So in regards to training, um, depending when I train during a day, um, so I'll go for a typical day if I'm at work. Um, so I wake up in the morning and um, I have breakfast at seven o'clock, which will be uh, three to four Weetabix with some milk and a cup of green tea. Um, I head off to work and about nine o'clock I have um, some snacks. Um, this, I mean, some snacks may not be okay. Um, I have scotch, a scotch egg. I love scotch eggs. Um, uh, so, um, but I also have um, nuts, um, and I, oh, just think, and I have two pieces of fruit. So it could be banana, satsumas, and then I have lunch about twelve. Um, so twelve, I have uh, salad. It could be with. Um, kidney beans, chickpeas, chicken, tuna. Um, so the salad will have um, the usual salad bits, um, tomato, olives, um, you know, cucumbers, you get the drift. And then um, I Very, have, very Greek, the olives and the <laughs> cucumbers. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I, I, I normally have the same lunch every day and, and breakfast, apart from weekends. So people, People do say to me at work, oh, you have the same stuff, but it works. So it works for me. Right. Why are you going to um, change it? You like it? You enjoy it? And Yeah, exactly. So I'll have an, um, another right. two pieces of fruit. So again, banana, satsuma, depending on what I've had for snacks or apple. Um, and I'll have, um, I'll have some like healthy snack crisps. They're not like crisps you have. Um, I think you call them chips there, but like they're pea snacks. They're quite healthy. Um, and I'll have a, a yogurt. And have a yogurt as well. And then um, a few hours later, I'll have another snack. Um, that, see, this is a problem. I, I did not do this on my YouTube video. So a lot of people said, oh, how do you And I, I didn't do this. So um, I, I, I actually have, commented because when you were going through what yeah. you eat, I was like, that's not a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, so, and you posted there saying, I actually didn't put my snacks. <laughs> yeah, so, no. so yeah, so I go for them. So yeah, um, I, I might have tuna. And I have maybe have some nuts again and some um, uh, um, some fruit, and then um, and then I have my dinner. Uh, I will train when I get home, and then I'll have my dinner um, afterwards. And the dinner could be anything. Um, so yeah, lo loads of sorts sorts of stuff. Um, right. So we the way what we do at the moment, we do so we do a few days meat, a few um, few day um, a day of fish, and then the rest of it is like vegan or vegetarian so I'm trying to mix it up a bit um some people get very picky with when they eat like some people say I need to train fasted because then that's better for the day of my race um, well, do you do that do you ever go out for like a long run or a, or a bike ride without having well, eaten anything well I was going to say I was going to mention a bit later but um, the thing was with my work I work eight till four so I need to get when it's a normal day because I'm working from home at the moment. But um, when it's a normal day, um, I have to get to. I'm restricted to swimming time stuff, so I have to go straight from work to swimming pool and gym. And if I'm training with my running club, um, by the time we get home, um, I can't eat till like half past eight, nine o'clock at night, which is not ideal. And then we have to wait a few hours before we go to bed. Um, so it depends on a. On a on a sun, for example, Sundays where, where normally traditionally a race day or where I do my bulk of my training. So what I normally do is when I first wake up is um, I rehydrate and I do that all the time. And um, I don't change anything up with breakfast. I have four Weetabix because I know I'm going to do a lot more training. 
So I'm really re rehydrated. So um, that's how I do it. Um, race day is the same, um, depending what time I have to get up. If I have to get up really early, then I have the four week fix. I might have a banana a bit later on, about um, an hour and a half before the race. Um, I have done runs going out with um, fasted, but um, I, I, I can't see the benefit of it because when you do like easy training and zone two training, your body actually um, learns how to burn fat. And I went on a study regarding this um, and they worked um, the way I was training. If I trained easy in zone two, which I do, um, my, my body will burn fat, which is a, more, is a better energy source than carbohydrates. So I actually um, am able to go longer and um, not, um, um, I, I burn fat as an energy source. So um, carbs is a backup, I think, for my body. Um, so that's me. We've, um, all races are different. I mean, if you do a marathon, then I'd say you have to take gels and stuff like that. Um, on a triathlon day, um, I don't do anything different than what I do in the craftlon. The only thing, um, I don't take anything on in a craftlon, um, it's quite short. And in a sprint triathlon, um, some people think I'm mad, but I only drink water. And oh, wow. okay. um, I don't take any gels or anything. And um, yeah, I, I, I think um, everyone's different. I. I did take gels when I did the marathon training, and this was when I was doing, um, I didn't really enjoy the experience of, the, um, of training for a marathon. Um, and what I found was actually slowing down from having gels. Now, I don't know if this, if this got any science behind it or anything, um, but I found I was slowing down and my body was craving gels. And it took me a long time, even as short runs, to stop my body from craving. I, I mean, I turned up to a 5K race. And my body was telling me it wanted a gel. Like I've never had a, a gel on a 5K race before. Um, so my, um, I, I used this study that I did, and, and, I've, and I think where if you run longer, um, and and I was, I was actually at the time, I was running two-hour runs, and I was covering 17 miles um, in these two-hour runs. So I was just going by um, time, on, time on feet. And I found that I wasn't, um, I was actually improving every time, every six weeks. I was improving and I think it, what it was I was teaching my body to burn fat and as an energy source of course I was really hungry and I came back so um right yeah I don't know if that helps <laughs> that's really interesting so what what are your next races what do you want to do with your well, because I, now, now, now everything is on hold, but I imagine you have, you're thinking about the future and what you want to do, what you would like to accomplish. Well, to be honest, this was going to be my last year actually competing. Like me, uh, me and my wife wanted to start a family. Oh, and, okay. Um, we, um, this was going to be my last year. Um, and I didn't plan to do any aquathlons. Unfortunately, British Triathlon decided to do the first ever British Aquathlon Championships this year. And I wanted to do that and I wanted to win that. Um, just because it was the first one. Um, I wanted to step aside from the Craflons because I thought I achieved what I have and I've gone as far as I can. I wanted a new challenge. Um, the thing is with me, I get, um, I, I, I'm always motivated I, and I will, whatever I do, I'll give it 100%, but I wanted another change. So I tested the water last year for triathlon and I qualified for Great Britain and that obviously got cancelled. So I was training up for that. I was um, seeing improvements on the bike as soon as that that was meant to be next month um, as soon as that got cancelled um i still trained hard which that was back in 
May. And then about three days later, British Triathlon said all their qualifiers and all their national championships have been axed for next year, um, until next year. So I eased off. I immediately took two weeks off easy training because um, I've been training for a while, no races. And then I started coming back to training. Um, so the plan is still on our family. Um, um, but um, I still want to, uh, it was a dream come true to, because I was never, it was never a dream to qualify for Great Britain. Um, well, for any of it, but for the triathlon championship. So I want to try and um, I, I want to go to that race and I want to give it my all. So that will be my focus next year. And I will very much try and go and do the British Aquathlon Championships next year as well. Um, we'll see, who, who knows, but it's, it's going to be a triathlon season. Um, people are telling me to go longer. Um, I might go longer triathlon, I have to see. I, um, I've, I've got, um, I didn't like the experience of marathon, but I've got um, deep back of my head. Um, I've always wanted to go and do a marathon and I've got a time in my mind that I think I'm capable of doing and want, want to try and do, but um, it all it all depends how next year goes. Right, right. I can only imagine the adrenaline kicking in when you know that you're performing at a high level and you might represent your country yeah, in see, an event I, like this. I mean, it, it's got to be such a proud moment. It's, it is a very, it is a very proud and it's a huge honour. And um, I always, I'm always nervous at races. That I always get it, um, and um, I never take anything for granted. And always tell people like, um, you never know what your, how, where your journey can lead you, and um, never say you can't. Um, and that it can go a long way. And um, I've seen people come from nothing in running, and like people I've coached, and they've got so so good. Good. I mean, I've come from. A background that I was no sport, so um, you you, you never know, and um, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, you never know what your ability is, but it's 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 a huge honour, and um, it has been um, a really good, like an amazing. Um, I, I mean, looking back, I, I I can't believe how far I've come, and um, you should always like people should always look and see how far they've come back. Like if you look from day one, you see you, um, people like to say, oh, I've gone for a bad run or um, I've had a bad day, for example. But you should always remind yourself and always look back and like, always remind myself of like what I've achieved. And um, yeah, I've had bad races. Everyone has bad races, but you, it's what you learn you, what you learn from them. And um, yeah, it's a huge honour. And that, that's why I wanted to, to get into this uh, triathlon team because it's a lot harder to get in. Um, a lot more people do it. And um, yeah, I, I was really happy. Um, to do it so I'm really looking forward to getting the opportunity next year to doing it and um, hopefully my bike could be better but I'm 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 very competitive inside myself but not around um, on race day if there's someone in front of me I'll go for it but I I, I don't I, I won't really care who's in the race or something I, I I just race for me and I do it because I enjoy it and I, I get a buzz from the race and I enjoy it but I just enjoy it and I always I always say if you put the hard work in training, um, you know it'll pay off. So hard work does pay off. Um, so yeah, that, that's yeah, that's it. That. That's it, right? Right. There's, I mean, it's a simple, yeah. Um, what did I want to? Oh, your YouTube channel. I love your videos because you get very specific. Um, there's a lot of information on YouTube, but you choose a topic and then you explore that topic in your video which I think 
it's great because it's sort of like a library. You're covering every single topic. Thank you. Yeah, like in depth, like you talk about every single, it's, they're very um, educational. So I like that about your videos. But have you, and you're growing in subscribers so quickly. It's, you know, Thanks. obviously you're doing the right things. Um, have you given any thought to where you want to take your YouTube channel? Well, the thing is, I, I set up my um, social, all my social media accounts in um, 2015 when I, when I found out I qualified for Great Britain. And um, I didn't really know what, um, what, well, what I wanted to do was to inspire people and show people that um, I couldn't swim. And if you work on something, no matter how, um, how bad you are at something, it, um, you can improve. And um, I want to show people you can improve. And um, I, with my, all my social media accounts, I, I like to keep it realistically. So I, I, um, I tell the truth. Um, if I have a bad day, I'll say it on there. Um, and I, I like to encourage people because um, that's what it should be for. Like, I've got no time for negative thoughts or negative people. So, um, I mean, I learned the hard way. It, it did hurt me in the past, but um, I've, um, I've learned and um, I, I ignore it and um, I just get on with it. Um, but yeah, I, I like to show people what I'm doing. But what, what you must remember, people um, try to copy other people. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, the problem is what works for them may not work for you, whether right. social media, for training, and your own person. So you need to know what works for you. And um, yeah, so going back, I, I sort of sidetracked, but um, so with the social medias, I set them up um, to show my journey. So it's from day one, from when um, I qualified, from up until now, every day. And um, that, and I like, I always encourage people, like when people are down, I always say to them, come on, you can do it, pick it up. And that's what I'm, I'm about. I'm a positive person. And I believe that if you're positive, you, um, uh, people go a long way and um, so with YouTube I just um, so I, I set it up because I had a lot of pressure from people saying why don't you set it up why don't you set it up and a lot of friends are on it and um, I'm like well I'm no good I don't like being filmed and all that so I thought I'd do it and um, you can see some of the early videos I'm a bit sketchy um, I'm learning still but I just want to educate and inspire people um, and help people um, along the way. So I just use my, um, all my experiences and my examples of um, trainings, because um, I've got so many things like, um, again, like I said about controlling the controllable, um, there's, there's things that have gone in races, leading up to races, so many things have gone wrong and um, you could panic. Like, I mean, I turned up to uh, a local race, well, not local race, London 10K, um, it's a big race, and I, I have to admit, um, but it was my fault. I I um, packed all my stuff and had the kit lay and everything. And it was my first. Um, it, basically, I qualified. It was 2016. I qualified for the European Championships, and I had my kit, my tracksuit. So I wore my tracksuit to the race. What I didn't realise is I left my shorts um, at my my in-laws' bed, um, which was an hour on the tube um, from London. So I turned up to the race, um, and about 20 minutes before, I realised I didn't have any shorts on me. I asked, oh I asked fellow club members. Now these these uh, bottoms were not. You can't run on them. They're they're like. So I don't know what to do. Whether to, well, <laughs> I didn't know whether to um, roll them up. Uh, I didn't know whether to wear just my boxes. I didn't. Know, <laughs> my boxes, I didn't know what to do. Um, 
I honestly didn't know. And I was panicking, I was panicking. But I managed, and I asked so many people, like charities and stuff, they got spare pair of shorts. I managed to find one person that had a spare pair of shorts. They actually gave them to me. And I said to him, like, I'll put them somewhere and you can pick them up afterwards. But um, there's things that go wrong. But, um, like, I, I was a nervous wreck. But things like that now, if that had happened, um, I'd keep calm. So um, I just wanted to, yeah, social media is a set, um, set them up to educate people and um, to inspire them and, and tell them that, like, I've, I've been there. I've come from a, a nothing um, background. I've come from races. I've been near the back. And... Um, I've learned and um, you never know how far you can come and it's all about learning new things and um, most of all not to copy people as I mentioned um, people are different just because someone else is doing something um, the same doesn't mean it's going to work for for you right when when I started running I didn't know anything about running so I went on YouTube to find information about how to be a better runner yeah and you can find people who are elite runners with YouTube channels and their advice. I can understand what they eat and how, but they do that for a living. So yeah. I have a full-time job. <laughs> I don't have, I can't do all the things they're doing. Yeah. Um, or there's people like myself who give tips or maybe people who are run coaches who give tips, but there's no one in YouTube that I'm aware of who's like you, who's not, someone oh, who since like a little you know like being a kid 10 12 years old was running and yeah. then became a european champion such as yourself i don't think there's anybody like that so i find your channel very um again very educational because you have been where i am right now not that i'm ever going to be at your level because well, well, you 40, never know you never know i'm 46 <laughs> You remember when you said that you ran out of the race, like the race ended? <laughs> I mean, the most I can do, I think, and I really want to try is qualify for Boston. That's like my goal. Like I want to qualify for Boston. Um, and I have a long, you know, it's, I have a long way to get there, but hopefully I'll get there. Um, but you watching your videos motivates me a lot because it's like, okay, he, he's much younger, but I can relate to what you're doing. Like my goal is to qualify for Boston. And then your goal is obviously totally different, but, but you came from where I came from. So well, thank well, you. Keep, keep um, doing what you're doing. I well, love your channel. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, going back to that, um, just keep, keep at it, change things up. Um, and you never know how far you go. Like I, I mentioned my friend um, right at the beginning who got me started in running. And um, so he, I, I, I'll say this, he said to me, um, when I joined a running club, I sprinted a 10K. Now his time was 56 minutes for a 10K. He ran London a few years ago in two hours 30. All I can say is you, you never know your ability um, and you never know how far you can, you can go. He, um, he, he finished 95th. Um, at the London oh, Marathon. Wow. That's and crazy. I'm, I'm getting chills. You can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that, that I mean, I've got loads of examples, but that, that's that's an example from a guy who's gone from a 55 minute 10k, um, 56, sorry, 50, um, I think it's 55, 56. Was around there. Um, he now runs 32, 33 minute 10k, but did two hours 
and 30 in London Mayor. For That's incredible because 230 is like almost well, elite, right? It, um, well, sub, um, sub two, 245 under is um, elite. Um, okay. So he, um, yeah. yeah. And if you're new to running as well, you've got like a training age as well, which um, I don't know if you're aware, but um, it's something like eight years training cycle. So you've got, um, I always say you've got eight years of improvements. So um, you, you can still improve. Okay, so, so I've been running three years, right? <laughs> you still, yeah. Awesome. So where can people find you? You um, are so in North. <laughs> so if you want to find me, um, so on YouTube, it's Yanis Christodoulou. Um, I'll put the links. Okay, thank you. And on Instagram, it's yanis.christodoulou. And I'm on Twitter as well. Um, and that's yanis under, um, underscore 83. Um, I'm, yeah, they're the only ones I'm on. So, um, and I've got a blog. <laughs> um, I've got a blog, but you can follow the links. And I write a blog um, quite regularly. Uh, I write tips on training. So there's um, stuff on there. Uh, yeah, so you want to find I've, me I've seen your blog. Yeah, I've read a couple of the articles too. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for giving me your time. I think we spoke how long? Before? Oh my God, we spoke for an hour. Is that possible? Yeah, I think so. Quick. Oh wow, awesome. I can, Great. I can smell my dinner's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I can let you go because you need to eat. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks for having me. And it, was good, it was good chatting to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on the channel. I've, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Have a good thanks. night and a good dinner. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You too. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a good day. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Yanis. The links to all his social media platforms will be in the show notes. And please don't forget to visit the Iron Things community on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please come back to listen to more episodes. And as always, run fearless, you guys. Ciao.